Jack and Jill here. Hello. Welcome to the Land Academy Show, entertaining land investment talk. I'm Stephen Jack Pusella. And I'm Jill DeWitt, broadcasting from the Valley of the Sun. Today, Jill and I talk about risk. Specifically, the riskiest thing you can do is to take no risk at all. And it's funny, Jill and I were just talking about this title. She's like, well, wait a minute. I'm not really uh, understanding what the hell this is because I don't see any risk in what we're doing at all. Totally. And I'm like, I don't it wasn't either. registering for me. I'm like, I had to read this title three times and process it. And then I, and I'm like, I hear what you're saying, but I don't think that's, I don't, I'm not, I'm not feeling it. And we'll talk. You have to take some element of risk to get any reward. Mm -hmm. It's just a, a universal concept. And we'll talk about choosing things that don't, uh, that appear to you to have no risk, like buying and selling land. I don't see any risk in that but some people do. So we'll talk about it in a second. Before we get into it, let's take a question posted by one of our members on the landinvestors.com online community. It's free. Hey, and don't forget, go to Land Academy's Facebook page or somewhere in social media and sign up to join me live Thursday. I didn't even tell you what time it was. Thursday at five o'clock, decide to think about this, five o'clock Pacific time on the 15th. It's gonna be awesome. All right, so the Stevens brothers wrote, when getting leads from DataTree, do you think it would be a good idea to only get records from leads? Wait, wait. Do you think it would be an idea to only get record records of leads that screen off the last sale date and the last recording date in the most recent three years? Am I reading that right? Yeah, I'll explain it, okay. I'll paraphrase. In other words, only get leads at the last sale date or the last recording date was before I got it, before November 2019. Have a nice day. Okay, I get. We pull ownership records out of DataTree as a group before we, as part of doing a blind offer campaign. And so, if you think about a zip code, in the universe of that zip code, there's a bunch of land that sits in that zip code, and we pull the records for people who own that land, and do a bunch of stuff to them, scrub the data, and get it in the mail. We use those records to generate offers to send to the mail. And mm -hmm. and so very often, and we teach this in an incredible amount of detail, how to do it step by step in all of our education and on the Thursday call, and it's really kind of what Land Academy is about. Mm -hmm. What these uh, guys are asking is, hey, would it be a better idea to uh, mess with or alter in some way the 25 year proven uh, concept that Jack and Jill have tested, purchased and sold more than 16,000 deals with. I'm brand new at this and I, I think I have a better idea. I know, and, and and exclude the people that have transferred property in the last three years. Which means those are uh, people who are used to buying and selling and comfortable with buying and selling land. Right, so here's my point to this. Well, that's great. <laughs> That's great, slash however, what about the sweet little old lady that just got the property in her name because her husband passed on and it was a probate thing? You just took her out of your list. So guys, we're not picking on you. We're just, we're seriously not. This is a very good question and I'm glad you asked it. It gives us an opportunity to, in a playful way, mm -hmm. uh, answer the question. No, it's not a good idea. What you're doing is making your mailer smaller. Yeah. And you're specifically excluding people that, and this is not, I'm answering the question way, obviously the way I would answer it, but there are many other people in Land Academy Discord that are saying the same thing I'm saying here. Mm -hmm. You don't want to make your mailer smaller. Specifically, don't want to exclude uh, situations where 
people a are people are are changing the property's changing hands recently so their mind is open to changing it again changing hands again what about the person that just bought a property two years ago and lost his job you just scrubbed him out of your list there's so many things that i can think of we said this a lot of times to keep to 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 you know tell you why it's valid to leave them in People were looking for a situation. Jill's right. Mm -hmm. There's all kinds of social scenarios that happen that make that lead people to choosing to sell their land. Right. And so you don't want to exclude those people right. at all. Uh, the cost of sending mail and data as a uh, against the profit that we make on these transactions is is tiny. It's a right. tiny, tiny, small percentage. So every time I scrub out data, I think to myself, well, what if this is the person that's going to call Jill back? And say, I absolutely want to sell my land. Thanks right. for thanks for sending this mail. Your timing, uh, sending this offer. Your timing's perfect. Exactly. I'm, I'm ready to sell. So no, I, I don't. And I'm glad you asked this question. But making I'm gonna them, go look at this one. I want to see how many other comments that people wrote that like mine to say. You know, I, I bet there's ten situations in there. Like, based on what you just said, I wouldn't have bought this property. I wouldn't have bought that property. Mm -hmm. Like, I have several right now that I could say. If I had done that, I would have missed all these opportunities. That's that's the main point. Today's topic, the riskiest thing you can do is to take no risk at all. This is why you're listening. So let's take a 35,000 foot view at this sentence and put some examples to it. What if uh, Steve Jobs never took a risk? Talk about a risk working out of the garage. What if Steve Jobs was just be, was a programmer like he was supposed to be? He and uh, Wozniak just worked side by side in a cube till they were sixty five and retired. For with IBM. What if Bill Gates said, no, "I'm going to stay in college and uh, buy farmland. That's all I'm going to do." Mm -hmm. So these are obvious, um, and or Henry Ford for that matter. These are obvious examples, and they're extreme examples, but. We make decisions like this as our land investors every single day, day in and day out. What if I buy this piece of land? What if I don't? What if I join Land Academy? Eh, what if I don't? What if I, um, I'm gonna skip a bunch of steps. I'm not gonna send out mail, I'm gonna send out postcards. So we, there's a lot of tiny little decisions that we make that you, we all may either knowingly or subconsciously associate risk with. Yeah, this mailer's going to cost 5000 bucks. There's some other stuff I could do with this $5,000. That's true. I, I see this as a huge risk, and uh, and I need this $5,000, so I'm not going to do it. So I'm not selling anything one way or the other. And Jill alluded to this at the beginning of the episode. I do not associate any risk well, talk with about, buying and selling land. Well, before we before I get into that, will you please explain what you were telling me been the, before we took started the show about people that because I that that struck a chord with me the people that just stay in their jobs. So, and I'm not picking on anybody, and I know this is not for everybody, but for those of you who are at, there's a twinkle in your eye, and there's a little like I think there's something more because 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 I'm here to tell you I didn't know about this. I was with one company for 17 years. Yes, I. You are correct. I don't look that old. But, 
<laughs> before you even ask, I'm just going to answer. You're right. She started working when she Jill, was 12. How could that be? You don't look that old. Nope. Let me tell you. I was with the same flipping company, American Airlines, for 17 years. And I thought that was it. I didn't even, you know, and I didn't, or I didn't even think it was for me, you know? And and so I'm here giving some real you know, world I, can I tell you experience something? on this. I'm Go ahead. always fascinated. I, I've known you for a while now. For what are 15 years we've been mm -hmm. together i'm fascinated when you talk about this period of your life because oh. it doesn't seem like it's me because the person i know now would never do that for one day because i drank the kool-aid i drank the i'm third generation american airlines my grandfather was a mechanic in tulsa my dad was a pilot and so here i am off the md-11 haven't talked about that in a while when he retired and so and then here i came like oh american airlines it's a family business duh jeez oh, <laughs> i know that was not right <laughs> so i and i wanted to travel and so then i drank the kool-aid so um i i was not it's not that i wasn't so here's what happened to me. I was not risk averse. I just didn't, I just didn't, I didn't have anybody showing me the way. I didn't know. And then what happened was the, the more time I spent there, I just kind of settled in, you know? Mm -hmm. And and I believe what they said, you know, about, oh, and you know, they have a thing called max pay. Can you imagine? Every level in that company has a pay, there's pay scales. This is America. Uh -huh. There's no such thing as oh, max no, pay. Oh, no, 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 just max pay. So when you, and so you would work to be max pay at that level in the company. And, and when you're at max pay and you're getting your first bid for all your vacations, why would you want to leave? That was kind of the thing. So, you know, fast forward to midlife crisis. <laughs> so <laughs> that was the catalyst here. <laughs> but lucky for me, I, I got, well, I got out and it was so interesting. All my friends, it's like my friends were there and behind bars, like, let me know how it is. And I'm like, I was one year, not even one year out of American Airlines. I'm like, you guys got to do this. It's, there's life on the other side. And boy, have I, I've times a hundred. Oh, what yeah. I was doing there. Oh, geez. Easy. No comparison. And, and then, so I took that leap and, but it was me. There was nothing, nothing happened. I didn't get laid off. I didn't get fired. Nothing. I just said, I got to go. I know there's more to me and I'm sick of this and I need to do something. And it was my, it was a, that time of my life. I'm like, I need to make some changes. I'm not getting any younger. And then fortunately within two years of that time, I found you. And you and I joined forces, and here we are today, um, doing awesome. But so I, my point of saying that story was, I want you to know, I understand, I understand that side of it and being afraid. Um, the beautiful thing is, you know, there's lots of things that you could do uh, in the evenings and the weekends until you really feel comfortable to really take the leap and I encourage you to do that make sure it's right for you you know but what you're gonna have to do is you're gonna have to give up something you're giving up your nights and weekends that's that's a big thing but I promise you it'll pay off well and it's not necessarily buying and selling land true that's what I'm saying I'm speaking to whatever it is whatever this is, it is not about buying and selling land mm -mm. today this is no. about taking a look at, at what you really think is risky and what's not risky so mm -hmm. obviously Jill for a while in that job saw no risk in it 
in the job or in, or in, in her job in that yeah. 18 year job saw no risk in it i that could have been risky i'll tell you i don't this is so my version a- of joe's story is this mm-hmm. i jumped around from uh acquisition position to acquisition position mm-hmm. for a few several years always buying and selling land in some way or real estate i should say in some way on the side knowing full well that the riskiest thing that i was doing at the time was walking into that W-2 job in the morning. Mm-hmm. I, for some reason, it's not like my parents sat sat me down and never did that. I didn't really have real working examples of uh, people going off on their own and taking a huge risk and being uh, successful. Right. I just knew for some reason that, and I'm not special, you know, and Jill's not special about this. It's just, that's just how it happened. But. At, in the end, you have to actually look in the mirror and say, what's the riskiest thing? For me, it was that W-2 job. For Jill, it was moving out of that. You know, it's easy to say, I have all these bills to pay. There's no way I can do this. Mm-hmm. I get that. Yeah. But you have to, it starts with forget about the money, forget about whatever responsibilities you have. If you have that in your soul, I need to take some type of risk that's not, doesn't seem that risky or it makes sense to me, then you got to do it. Mm-hmm. Is that making sense? Mm-hmm. No, maybe, maybe you see absolutely no risk in uh, coaching hockey on the weekend for yeah. extra money, and maybe that becomes a. You a know, this is a true story, actually. Business. Our uh, third child, our third and final child, played lacrosse, and the guy that was the lacrosse coach uh, started a, a equipment store, yeah, an online equipment because he was tired of watching his players. Um, pay so much money for even used equipment. So this guy figured that out and mm-hmm. supplied every all, all kinds of lacrosse equipment. Mm-hmm. And he didn't see any risk in that. He's like, these guys are paying too much. Mm-hmm. I, I know over here where to get it a lot cheaper and I'll just put these people together. Mm-hmm. So there's something that you see risk-free. But like the title says, yeah. if you take no risk at all, there will be no reward. It's true. Your job is to, to decide for you what the lowest risk scenario is when you do take, take a risk. Perfect. Happy to join us today. Five days a week, you can find us here on the Land Academy Show. So right now the episode in the Land Academy Show is called How to Complete Your First Land Deal. You are not alone in your real estate ambition. This Enough of two days of you guys talking about what can happen theoretically. Can you just tell us how to buy a piece of property and resell it for 10 grand? It's the end of the year and a lot of people are thinking about 2023. I know we are. Uh, and so I want to. We want to cover some big topics. Get you really thinking what's possible. So um, there's just just so much out there. It's it's amazing. Thank you for tuning in. By the way, Jack and I are very aware that not everyone has a hundred grand or whatever it is lying around to buy and sell land. So we, just so you know, we, along with many of our members, fund land deals every week, sometimes every day. So check it out. Go to landfunding.com. And if you have any questions, feel free to send a note to my team via support at landacademy.com. We're We're Jack Jack and Jill. Jill. Information and inspiration to buy undervalued property.